When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beholders, stalking through a dungeon in search of treasure, you turn a corner and come face to face with a floating mass of flesh, a great eye in the center, and a dozen smaller eyes on stalks, each staring you down. You are facing a beholder, an alien, intelligent, and extremely hostile creature determined and fully capable of seeing your destruction. While perhaps not the most iconic monster in Dungeons & Dragons, that honor of course belonging to the dragons, the image of a beholder has become synonymous with D&D, and is one of the few creatures that Wizards of the Coast does not allow others to freely use. Beholders are one of the oldest creatures in D&D's publication history, and are one of the first monsters to be uniquely created for D&D, instead of being borrowed or recreated from some other source. Let's look first at their out-of-universe history, and then see why exactly Beholders are so fearsome. Beholders were introduced in the Greyhawk supplement for original D&D, released in 1975, only a year after the release of the original game. Although Gary Gygax detailed the Beholder for the supplement, its original creator was Rob Kuntz's brother, Terry Kuntz. The Beholder was already important enough to be shown on the cover of the Greyhawk supplement, and its image would also be used on the covers of the AD&D 2nd edition Monstrous Compendium and the 5th edition Monster Manual. It would of course go on to be featured in every edition of AD&D, along with a large number of Beholder variants presented in other Monster Manuals and supplements. Beholders feature prominently in the outer space adventures of the Spelljammer setting but we'll maybe save that for another time. There have been countless modules written featuring Beholders, sometimes as a mere obstacle in the adventurer's path, albeit a powerful one, or sometimes as the primary villain. Undoubtedly, the greatest source of information about Beholders is the book I, Tyrant, written for AD&D's second edition in 1996, containing 93 pages entirely about the creatures, detailing information about their biology, their diets, their variations, their history, their societies, their cities, and their psychology. In keeping in line with the Aboleth video, however, and to keep things a little modern, I'll be again using a chapter from the Lords of Madness supplement written for D&D 3.5 edition in 2005. The average beholder is pretty large, with a body about 8 feet wide, although they of course can come smaller or larger than that, and they typically weigh around four or five thousand pounds. The skin covering most of the beholder's body is as strong as steel, and can vary wildly in color between different beholders. Each beholder possesses a wide mouth, filled with long, sharp teeth, and a sensitive tongue that they use to feel objects. In general, a beholder cannot sense objects as well as, say, a human, as their sense of touch is nearly atrophied, besides their tongue. Their sense of taste is gone, 
and they smell through thousands of tiny openings in their skin. They can hear fairly well, though, and their eyesight is, of course, exceptional. A beholder possesses one larger eye in the center of the body, and then a number of smaller eyes connected by stalks to the beholder's body, typically around ten. Rather than being spongy and soft, a beholder's eyes are remarkably hard and solid, akin to stones. Using all of its various eyes, a beholder can constantly see all around itself, even in the dark, and possesses enough visual acuity to count the legs on a mosquito from over a hundred feet away. The interior of a beholder is a tangled mess of tubes, sacs, coils, and other organs that are largely alien to human understanding. There is no single organ responsible for a beholder's flotation, but instead every internal organ is naturally buoyant, and retains its buoyancy for up to 12 hours after being removed from the beholder's body. This buoyancy is rather inexplicable, as almost none of the organs aside from the lungs contains any significant amount of air or natural gas. A beholder moves by utilizing bursts of air expelled through the thousands of openings in its skin. A beholder's skeletal system is really more of just a large skull, but the material that comprises this skull is almost identical to its skin, meaning that it's hard, inflexible, and incredibly light. The creature's digestive system works by breaking down consumed food into liquid in its stomach, and then pumping the liquefied remains into the beholder's lung, where the remains are mixed with air and become a frothy pink fluid. This fluid is pumped through thousands of small arteries into other organs until all of the nutrients have been drained, at which point the remaining liquid is funneled back to the creature's mouth, where it is either forcefully expelled, or more commonly, dribbles out as a foul drool. As for reproduction, beholders are all gender neutral, and typically reproduce only once in their lives, typically in their first 40 years. The creature's womb is located underneath the back of its tongue, and they will generally carry up to 12 young in this womb for 6 months before giving birth. By that point, the womb has swollen to the point of preventing the beholder from eating food, and the beholder will remain hidden in its lair until the young are born. During the birthing process, the womb is regurgitated out of the mouth and bitten off, where it will then hover in the air until the young beholders chew their way out of the fleshy mass. The baby beholders that don't resemble the parent enough are quickly consumed by the parent and the remaining children are forced out of the lair a few hours later to fend for themselves. The most remarkable feature of beholders are the rays of magical energy that they are able to emit from their various eyes. A beholder actually absorbs magical energy through their eyes by looking at different sources of magic, including spells, magical creatures, magical relics, tomes, or even by looking at their own eye rays in action. They siphon off very little energy from the magical source in this process, and they can build up a tolerance if they view the same source for a prolonged period of time, leading many beholders to hoard a whole wealth of magical relics and books. Each of their eyes possesses a different magical ability that the beholder can shoot out in the form of rays. 
The central eye of a beholder typically releases an anti-magic field in front of it that suppresses magical effects, including that from its own eye rays. But that still leaves the beholder with a large, pointy mouth to fight with. The effects of the smaller eyes can vary quite a bit, but generally they include powerful abilities such as paralyzation, petrification, disintegration, or just outright killing a target. Lesser but still highly dangerous effects include being put to sleep, being slowed, or being charmed into harming your allies. As long as the Beholder has magical energy stored in its brain and its eyes are functioning, it can continue to barrage targets with various effects until they are no longer a threat. In comparison to Aboleths, who have been around since time immemorial, Beholders typically have a very short lifespan, relatively. A newborn Beholder will develop its eye rays after several months of observing magic, which might take up to a year if born in a magic-scarce area. A Beholder will reach adult size in around two years, and won't grow much more after that point. By around age 100, if a Beholder isn't killed before then, their eye stalks will begin to wither away and lose power, and it's very rare for a normal Beholder to live past the age of 120. Of course, in a world of magic, with creatures determined to hoard and observe magical effects, it's not unheard of for particularly intelligent beholders to use magic to extend their lives, possibly for several hundred years. Beholders don't ever really stop growing, so it's said that these ancient creatures can be nearly 20 feet in diameter. Rarely, a beholder of a different variety might be born, called an Elder Orb, that is effectively immortal. Unless killed by adventurers or by some terrible disease, elder orbs can live forever and maintain their intelligence, and of course they can become truly dangerous foes. A more common and less dangerous kin of the Beholder is the Gauth, at about half the size of normal and lacking the truly deadly eye rays of the Beholders. So, Beholders are large, intelligent, mobile, and magically powerful, so what's stopping them from becoming the dominant race? Well, opposable thumbs for one, but more importantly, Beholders are by and large insane. Rather than falling into chaos, however, this inherent insanity leads most Beholders to adhere to similar patterns of isolation and hatred of other forms of life, most notably other Beholders. Each Beholder typically sees themselves as being the greatest example of their species, and will fly into an insane rage at the sight of another Beholder, often with the goal of slaying the rival creature. In an ambush scenario, these fights end rather quickly for one side, but if both Beholders face each other equally, the anti-magic fields projected by both tend to make the fights vicious and savage affairs, filled with sharp teeth tearing through flesh. Every society has outcasts, though, including Beholders, and these creatures are considered the most sane of Beholders, usually establishing lairs underneath cities in order to form shadowy organizations and cults using their intellect and their magical ability to charm humanoids. Often, most members of these organizations will have no idea a Beholder is actually in charge, as the creature will use various proxies in order to secretly run things, 
Sometimes, however, members will be very aware of the Beholder's presence, and will indeed worship it, becoming a Beholder cult. Particularly insane members of these cults might gouge out their eyes or their foreheads, and graft in a Beholder's eye as part of a dark ritual. Even more worrisome is the existence of Beholder hives, congregations of Beholders ruled by an especially unique type of Beholder called a Hive Mother, who possesses the magical ability to dominate and control other Beholders. Hive Mothers believe they exist in order to bring unity to the Beholder race, and build their hives so that they may one day rule the world. Obviously, a Beholder Hive represents a grave threat, but that's what adventurers are for. Depending on the location and goals of a Beholder, they might utilize a number of other creatures for different purposes, generally by charming them into service. Beholders operating in a city will employ minions as spies, assassins, or representatives in social situations. Beholders hiding out in a remote lair might use minions as gatherers to travel great distances in search of magical artifacts, or other minions. Almost all Beholders, however, will use different minions as guardians of their lairs, from various monsters and animals to wayward adventurers or bandits. In a running theme, if it's a powerful, intelligent creature, it's likely to have lesser creatures as protection. Although Beholders are perhaps not as majestic as dragons or as purely terrifying as the Tarrasque, they are undoubtedly one of the fan favorites of Dungeons & Dragons monsters. They're one of the creatures that are uniquely associated with D&D, even making an appearance in the ill-fated Dungeons & Dragons film. This series won't be specifically focusing only on powerful creatures in D&D, but I couldn't pass on the insane floating balls that absorb magic through their eyes and shoot out disintegration rays.